Welcome back to the countdown. You know who this is? It's your boy Ian Farmer, and we're here for episode 17 of the countdown. Thank you for tuning in. I apologize about Friday. I had my graduation party. I just graduated high school, if you don't know me personally. Um, also, I had my new job, which is personal for me. But on top of that, and just just really busy, but I'm still here for you guys. Training for my boxing match July 10th. Um, I ha- I'll have more information if you would love to watch that. Um, later, week or two, I will more than likely have it figured out where you can watch that. It'll be free. I'm not going to ask someone to pay for it. But we have a lot of topics to talk about today. It's a rainy Monday evening, however, still a good day. Just got to stay inside for the most part. Um, thank you for listening. That's all I got to say, man. I love doing this, but enough with all this sobby crap. Let's hop into it. The Bucks beat the Nets. They go to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since 2019, where they faced the Toronto Raptors in 2019. Giannis proved he can step up in big situations. Obviously, the loss to the Raptors in 2019. The loss to the Heat in the bubble last year in the second round, which is just awful. I mean, Giannis got hurt, but they also lost like the first two games. So there's not a huge excuse there. Some of an excuse. Um, Durant proved he's definitely the first option on the Nets. Giannis, you know, I mean, obviously the Nets are a super team. So it's like, you know, James Harden, you know, people could people people may um argue that James Harden was the first option before the season started. Kevin Durant's the best player on this team. Easily 48 points in game 7, played an amazing game. Obviously, obviously that turnaround shot was um one of the best shots um the best shot of the year in the NBA, no doubt. The best play of the year in the NBA. Um Chris Middleton also proved he can step up. Giannis just played an amazing game. 40 points, 13 rebounds. An amazing game. I give all the praise to Giannis. Durant played good, but the Nets did not win. Giannis won the game, and obviously that's a huge factor. Giannis is that guy. The Greek freak has come alive. Um, Drew Holiday appeared to be somewhat clutch. He shot 5 of 23, which is awful. Like, awful, awful. But he proved he can step up in big spots, and uh, uh, he had, I believe he scored nine points in the fourth quarter. That's um, really clutch, really clutch. Bucks move on as I predicted. Bucks move on. Time to move on. That happened Saturday night. It's Monday evening. The Hawks advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. They will face the Bucks. Um, I'm going to give praise to Atlanta for a minute. I predicted the 76ers to beat the Hawks in five. The Hawks come back, win in seven, win a big uh, game seven in Philly, which I didn't predict them to win at all. If you keep up with my Snapchat, which is uh, Ian0023, if you want some more sports insight from me. But I'm not here to self-promote myself in the middle of my episode. I said the 76ers were going to easily win. Jo- Joel Embiid wasn't going to lose like he did to the Raptors in Kawhi, in, you know, Kawhi Leonard's uh, shot, game-winning shot in Game 7 in 2019. And that Game 7 of the second round, they did. 
I gotta say, in my opinion, not not just as a player, that's arguable. But in big moments, Embiid is like trying to be Giannis. Like he's not trying. I'm not saying he like he, he looks at Giannis as like I'm trying to be him. But Giannis just proved he can step up in a big game seven. Embiid proved he still cannot do that. Embiid also played. I don't care about injuries. Embiid also played a much worse team. Brooklyn would clap Atlanta. Clap Atlanta. Um, Giannis pretty didn't step up in big spots. Embiid didn't. Um, Atlanta fans, you had your moment. You're not beating the Bucks. Um, there's nobody to defend Giannis. Clint Capella is not going to do anything to Giannis. May get a blocker to all series. Um, Chris Middleton. Although you're all the the Hawks backcourt isn't um is good. I still feel like Chris Middleton will do decent against the Hawks. Who is their shooting guard? Kevin Herter? Bogdanovich? I'm having a blind moment, I'm sorry. They're just I mean, Chris Middleton has his struggles, but he's still a borderline all star in the East. He's gonna do good. I won't be surprised if Drew Holiday struggles with Trey Young on him. But you got to think, Joel Holiday is also a veteran. I can't wait for that matchup. Um, ben Simmons. Okay. This is a big topic. Is he going to get traded? Is he going to change his shooting hands, his dominant hands? You can... I think it's... If, I, if I'm the 76ers GM this morning, tomorrow morning, this evening, I look at trades... I'm not shopping Ben Simmons. I understand it's a shooter's league. He is a generational passer. He is a generational um a generational finisher. He is a generational defender. I do look at trades for for Ben Simmons. I don't think him and Embiid have always had the greatest chemistry together. I don't think, uh, I don't know how much he will improve his shooting. If I'm Ben Simmons this morning, I call the City Sister GM and Doc Rivers and I tell them, I'm going to get in the gym. I'm just going to work my butt off this summer. I'm going to work on shooting. I'm going to shoot 100 shots a day. I'm going to get ready. And maybe they'll give him another chance. Played very, um, struggled very much against the Hawks, which as good as Trey Young has been, you wouldn't expect because Ben Simmons is so much bigger than Trey Young. Just drive to the basket, shoot mid range, which he's not terrible at. He hasn't shot as much as he used to, but he's not terrible at mid range. Um, I will say this about the Hawks though before I move on to this topic it's not just Trey Young. The Hawks won this series because of their role players. Trey Young shot 5 of 23 in Game 7 with 21 points. You know what that is? That was Drew Holiday in Game 7, except Trey Young drawed more fouls. Kevin Herter, John Collins, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, I I apologize. The Hawks aren't a joke. They won't beat Milwaukee, but they're definitely not a joke. Let's go. 
Oh, crap. That was the last time I'll ever talk about the second round on this show. Thank you guys for sticking with me. Let's move on. Here we go. Well, maybe not the last time, but the last big topic. The Suns take down the Clippers in game one. Devin Booker had 40 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists. A monster game. I will say, though, that being his first triple-double of his career kind of scares me. John Morant's already had like three or five. The first triple-double of his career. Come on, Devin. It's okay, though. He has, I can't say that right now because this man is going off in the playoffs. 40-13-11. and 11. Um, Paul George had 34 points. Paul George um, is still defining a new meaning for playoff P. He's still playing amazing despite the loss. He played amazing. Um, I will say this about the Clippers, though. They've played great. Paul George proved that somewhat he can be a first option. Not somewhat. He proved he can be a first option. Like... I don't know, let's say he went back to Indiana. He'd be the first option easily. If he went to Miami, he'd be the first option easily. Shout out Jimmy Butler, but Paul George would be the first option on that team. Stepping up in these playoffs. However, they um, they need Kawhi Leonard. They need their star. Chris Paul's a great leader, but Kawhi Leonard is... An MVP candidate, maybe not this season, but he it's arguable. But he's an MVP candidate. He's a finals MVP. They need their leader for leadership. They need him as a veteran. They need him as a player. Hopefully Kawhi Leonard comes back, or the Clippers will not win this series, and they certainly won't win the title. If they Kawhi Leonard comes back, they have a great chance in this series. They have a, It's 50-50 for me. I have sons, but it's 50-50 for me. And they have a shot at the title. Buckle up for a fantastic series. That's all I got. Buckle up for a fantastic series. With the Suns and the Clippers. That's going to be a series everybody's looking at. When the Bucks win the first two games against Atlanta. Um, in Milwaukee. And then they win one. In, in Atlanta. It's going to be something Clippers. That's all anybody's ever going to talk about. Uh, I have Bucks and six though. Just I know I'm not even, not supposed to be talking about the Bucks and Hawks. I got Bucks and six. I got Suns and six. Um, the Pacers, Indiana Pacers, talked about them a lot on this show, but not for all the right reasons. Technically, they have extended their coaching talks with Terry Stotts, former uh, Trailblazers coach, Steve Clifford, former Magic coach, and Brian Shaw. I'm a big Penny Hardaway fan, so I definitely know who Brian Shaw is. Um, in my opinion, Terry Stotts is the perfect fit. I already said, I think, um, the Wizards are going to hire Steve Clifford. And now I think uh, my newest NBA coach prediction, um, is Terry Stotts to the Pacers. Brian Shaw, if he wants to be a coach, I don't know where he's going to go. I don't think that uh, Dallas would want him. Dallas is just too big time. I mean, Dallas is really going to become big time. They need, like, that coach. Ron Shaw hasn't proved anything as a coach. Um, Dallas, like, Jason Kidd would be amazing. (sighs) 
top 10 players left in the playoffs. To finish off the show, top 10 players left in the playoffs. I was intrigued by this. I did a lot of research on this. There's going to be controversy in this. Let's see what happens. Top 10 players left in the playoffs. That's Suns, Clippers, Bucks, and Hawks. Thank you guys for listening to the countdown. As always, I love you guys. It's been a ride. Episode 17. I only had three episodes before I really started doing this. So I've done 14 episodes in a row. Miss Friday. Should be episode 18, but that's okay. Let's get into this. Top 10 players left in the playoffs. Number 10, Reggie Jackson. You don't like it, huh? Reggie Jackson. Didn't you used to play for the Thunder? He did okay with the Thunder. Had a good series against Memphis in the first round in like 2013-2014. Um, 14 points per game. Big 29-point game in the Jazz series. Has played amazing. Played a decent game yesterday. Reggie Jackson, honestly, right now, without a doubt, is the third option on the Clippers. Well, with Kawhi, with Kawhi Leonard out, he's the second option behind Paul George. Reggie Jackson has stepped up in these playoffs, guys. He's played amazing. Amazing. 14 points per game isn't a whole lot. But um, our honorable mention is Bogdanovich, and he only averages 13. Which, stats aren't everything. Points per game certainly isn't everything. But 14, 13, they, they were so close, I just gave it to Reggie for that. Reggie Jackson at number 10. Number 9, despite his um, issues, his struggles in Game 7 against the Nets, I give it to point guard Drew Holiday. Defensive presence as always. Defensive presence as always. 15 points per game and 6 rebounds. The 15 points per game has, without a doubt, helped the Bucks. 9 points in the 4th quarter um, against the Nets in Game 7. Number nine goes to Drew Holiday. Number eight is DeAndre Ayton. He also averages 15 points per game. Why did I give it to him over Drew Holiday? Two reasons. Drew Holiday struggles in game seven, five of 23. And Ayton is now averaging 10 rebounds. That is a averaging a double-double in the playoffs. Has played amazing. Third option for the Suns. He's in the same predicament as Reggie Jackson. Right now he's a second option. Because Chris Paul is out on the Suns, just like Kawhi Leonard is out on the Clippers. Um, Aiden has been a big piece all season. Drafted him uh, with the first overall pick in 2018. Um, didn't look so, didn't look promising at first, but he's really stepped up his game. DeAndre Aiden at number eight. Number seven, here's where it gets interesting. Oh, yes, I am including Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard. Assuming they both come back, I is I am I'm putting them in this list. Number seven is Chris Paul. Okay, 16 points per game and nine assists. Almost a double-double. Has played amazing. Had a big 37-point game against the Nuggets. Um, my knock on him all season is at 16 points per game. And that's not terrible. It's just he was an all-star. And people are trying to say he's an MVP candidate. That's just not how the league works. You got to make more than eight shots a game. <laughs> But he's played good. Chris Paul has played good in these playoffs. And as a leader, I give him the seventh spot. Shout out to you, Chris Paul. No hard feelings. Number six is Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton over Chris Paul? Those are two Chris's right there. Why Chris Middleton over Chris Paul? Folks, he's averaging 23 points per game at seven more points. That's a lot. 
Eight rebounds. Eight rebounds. He's only like he's only six seven. Eight rebounds. That's pretty daggone good in the playoffs. His field his field goal percentage has not been the greatest, but he stepped up. He had a terrible first two games against um, the Nets. Stepped up the last the next four. Um, no, not the next four games. Every other game left in that series. Next five games. Stepped up, played fantastic. Second option on the Bucks. They wouldn't be in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. They'd be nowhere in the Eastern Conference Finals near it. They would beat the Heat. They'd beat them in like six without Chris Middleton, if that. Probably six. They would have lost to the Nets in about five or six. They wouldn't be there without Chris Middleton. The Suns just beat the Clippers without Chris Paul. Chris Middleton at number six. Cracking the top five. I've talked about him a lot on this episode. Paul George. Paul George comes in at number five. 26 points per game and nine rebounds per game. Paul George has stepped up for the Clippers tremendously. Um, With Kawhi Leonard being out, taking over as the first option. Finishing off the... Jazz. The Jazz did not beat the Clippers after Kawhi got hurt. That's saying a lot. Paul George at number five. Number four, though. The guy who outplayed him yesterday. That's actually a big part on why he's in this right now. Number four is Devin Booker. 28 points per game and six rebounds per game. Um, Has stepped up with Chris Paul being out. It's the first option on the Bucks. Without a doubt, has played amazing. Taking down LeBron and the Lakers. And sweeping the Nuggets with a healthy Jokic. Without a doubt, the Suns have played amazing. And Devin Booker is a big part of that. Cracking cracking number three is Trey Young. 30 points per game and 10 Assist per game. That is a double-double with a 30 points per game added to it. What else can you say? The Hawks came in. Nobody had the Hawks beating the Knicks. Nobody. Including myself. I did not have the Hawks beating the Knicks. The Knicks were the best defensive team in the, in the regular season all season long. Julius Randle, despite having almost... No, he didn't have, he didn't have any playoff experience until now. Um, was the most improved player. Trey Young missing the All-Star game. The Hawks beat the best defensive team in the league in five games. Trey Young went off on them. Go and beat the 76ers with another great defensive team. What else more can you say? Trey Young has stepped up as a leader. To him be to him, for him to be this good in the playoffs with no playoff experience with a young team being as young as he is. Insane. I have almost never seen that before. And it is not like he has an amazing team. They have good role players. They have good borderline starters. But Bogdanovich wouldn't start in Milwaukee. John Collins may maybe wouldn't start in L.A. Trey Young at number three. 
Number two, tells you I'm having him on here. The Claw, Kawhi Leonard. Why? Very controversial. Why? The, the Clippers have done good without him. Paul George stepped up without him. The Clippers don't need him. If the Clippers had Kawhi Leonard yesterday, they beat the Suns at home in Game 1. Kawhi Leonard, over the course of this playoffs, have, have, has averaged 30 points per game and 57.3 point, um, almost said points per game. That's Chamberlain numbers. 57% field goal percentage. Usually when you see 57%, you would be like, oh, he's a big man, he'd bother him all the time. Kawhi Leonard is not bothering him all the time. And if he is, he's doing a crazy dunk, which is not easy. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard comes in at number two, man. Um, they were down 2-0 to the Mavericks, and he stepped up and led them back. The Clippers back, and they won the series. They were down 2-0 to the Jazz. He tied it up 2-2 before he got hurt. I know that he wasn't playing the greatest, but... He's a leader of that team, and he did a lot for that team. If Kawhi comes back, watch out, because the Suns could be in trouble. And number one, as much as I love him, I can't wait to hear everybody call me biased, because he, this guy's one of my favorite players. Guys, it's Giannis. Giannis is the best player left in the playoffs. 29 points per game. 13 rebounds per game. Swept the Miami Heat. The team that beat them last year. I had a winning in six. Sweep. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hebo, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. Sweep the Miami Heat. Also, Eric Spolster is a great coach, but we won't get into that. Beat the super team. I don't want to hear about injuries. Kevin Durant, James Harden, they should win that series. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they should win that series. They don't need all they don't need three top fifteen players to win that series. Two top ten, arguably top five players should win that series. Along with Joe Harris, Nick Claxton. Great role players. Other other pieces too, of course. Bruce Brown. The Bucks won that series. They Gave it to Brooklyn. They gave it to Brooklyn. They were down 2-0. Win the next two games. Lose game five. Win the next game. Go to game seven in Barclays. And pull that one out in overtime. Giannis finishes off the list as the best player left in the playoffs. It could change. I don't see it changing, but it could change. I would love to see the Clippers and Bucks in the finals. Because that's Kawhi Leonard versus Giannis all over again. We all we all remember that series. We all remember that series. Giannis was one of his first MVP. He just officially entered his prime, and Kawhi Leonard came in and stomped him. There's two. Those are two of my top five, top ten players in the league. But it'd be so cool to see Giannis get his revenge on Kawhi. Giannis is the best player left in the playoffs. I want to thank you guys for listening today on the countdown. Um, I'll see you guys tomorrow around this time again. I have work Wednesday morning. It will be early. 
But thank you guys for watching. Listening. Goodness, I watch too much YouTube. Thank you for listening to the countdown. As always, it has been my pleasure to give you more sports insight. See you guys tomorrow morning. Peace.